Well, welcome back to Gather the Scattered Podcast. My name is Casey Purvis, and I am your host. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And if you've been here before, thank you for coming back. So today we're going to have a conversation with my previous youth minister, George Spurlock. He, to me, has had the coolest jobs, but my favorite one has to be when he was my high school youth minister. And before we even had this conversation, he said something so wise. There are people to help you move physically, like your realtor. They help you find the home that you're looking for. The movers who bring your stuff to your house or help you even put it inside. And there's all these people to help you move physically. But sometimes there's no one there to help you connect. So today you're going to listen into a conversation with me and George Spurlock on how to connect with a church family. Hey, George. Oh, my word. I cannot believe that you are on the other end of this mic. I'm so excited that you agreed to be here because if there is any conversation that people need to listen into, I can guarantee you it's this one. <laughs> this is this is pretty awesome. I am super excited, thankful to be invited. Uh, but yeah, Casey, it is is really great to be with you today. I, you know, I I know we've talked on uh, previously leading up to this, but one of my greatest and just most cherished times growing up was being in a youth group with you and Samantha leading it. Like it had, it was just, it was phenomenal. It's something that I will truly cherish. And I really want that for other people. And, and maybe some people don't know how to connect to a church family or even how to go about doing that. So you are the expert here. So tell me (laughs) or tell everyone, you know, how, how someone would go about doing that. Well, I think to pitch it, honestly, uh, I'd like to start by explaining why connecting to a church family is so important. Um, You know, when you come to a a new community, like I'm sure you've you've said in in previous episodes, there's just there's so many things, so many questions. There's so many uh, needs that you have. It's almost like, where do I start? Um, And what you need are resources. And, you know, one of the great benefits of a church family is you have this, first of all, you have this instant family away from home, right? right. Uh, it, you know, specific to, to, to the, the path that you've chosen here, very often you're talking to military families who have moved, in many cases, either halfway across the country or across the world. And, right. and so that's a daunting Ask it's there's an anxiety and stress that's involved to some extent with every member of the family, and so what you really need is you need kind of a just add water family, so to speak, that that can kind of help you settle in um, and give you the resources that you need. You know, everybody, you know, if you move to a new area, you're going to need a plumber, right? You're, you're probably <laughs> going to need a a roofer. You're gonna, you know, you're going right. to need various various folk. And having a church family, for example, gives you access to everybody's network. So that's that's a, it's not a selfish benefit, but it's a it's a great resource benefit for you. Um, so so you have an instant family, you have a lot of resources, and then to me, most importantly, it, it provides your family with um, things to do, activities. You know, there are a lot of right. uh, activities that churches, youth groups, adult groups 
parts, various uh, groups within a church family are are involved in. And so it gives you a really uh, a, an invaluable way to connect on a on a great level uh, and, and really make friends very quickly. Right. Um, so that's that's kind of from my perspective, that's outside of the spiritual benefits that a person is going to be looking for, you know, if they need that in their life or, or desire that or that's important to them. But to me, some of the ways to connect are, first of all, you know, I don't know if you address this in a before you move to a new area, but I would suggest that if, if you've got an upcoming move that you do some research ahead of yourself, you know, um, social media is a great way to kind of look in an area and see what's happening. You'll, you can tell a lot about a church by what they're involved in and um, how that um, their members speak highly about the church and, Hey, we just did this, you know, Hey ride, or we just had this bonfire or we had a, the senior citizen dinner, you know, all of the things that, um, that a church family would be involved in, um, it, it can pique your interest, you know, um, also, you know, do referrals. Um, I cannot tell you how many times that I have, uh, had a question. Somebody says, Hey George, I'm, I need a church in Kansas here in Topeka, Kansas. So I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to my friends and see if anyone knows of a good church in that area. So um, that kind of research up front um, can really be beneficial for you when you're when you're trying to connect. It, it'll take one thing off your list once you get moved and settled in. The other part is, you know, you obviously want to meet, talk to uh, neighbors, uh, coworkers at your new place, and even even I've seen a lot of people once they get to a new community, they'll go into social media and ask that community, "Hey, where's a good church?" family that I can get connected with, you know? Um, and then lastly, I would say at some point, just go, you know, pick something now, you know, depending on, you know, your situation with faith, you know, some people are going to be, uh, doctrinally connected to a specific group of people. Mm-hmm. So then you, you look around and you just pick one and you get up on Sunday morning and you go, um, because what I have found is, um, you know, churches aren't perfect, right? None of us are perfect, right. sure. but, but churches by and large are very accommodating to visitors, to new people. And so, you know, you're going to find this, this welcoming uh, mentality or this welcoming atmosphere that can really make um, a difficult transition, you know, a little bit easier to bear. You know, I think you're spot on with that because, um, you know, just in my recent move, I was looking for a church and, you know, you know, for, that would really fit for our family. And, you know, and that's hard and that can be a little tricky, too, you know, when, it, when it's a good fit for everybody. Mm-hmm. And just praying about it ahead of time is is definitely a a, a must. And we had we had stumbled upon a church that's really a couple of blocks down from our, from our house. And it has just been a blessing because they're very involved. They're very inviting. They have so many activities that, that you can be a part of, like you're saying, you know, there have, we had like light up the night, which is kind of like a trunk or treat. And um, they do like a football breakfast. Um, you know, they did a football breakfast in the past and, you know, really to kind of bring people together and, you know, bring conversations together because that's what it's about too. It's, it's coming together, but you're also 
coming with conversations and when the these specific type of events, it helps start that. And um, one thing that I am very thankful for uh, with that church is my husband told me one day, he said, this is the first time I have ever had a preacher that I just can really connect with as well as a Sunday school teacher that I can connect with. He's like, I mm-hmm. feel like I'm getting fed with both. Wow. And, and, you know, that to me is so invaluable because you, when you go to somewhere and you arrive at a church that you know you're getting fed, it's going to want you to serve more. You're going to want to serve more. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to want to be more involved in some form or fashion. And um, another thing that I love that this church does is that we're in, all the ladies are in a, uh, a group me chat. And, you know, I love it because some people will put in there like, hey, you know, pray for me for this. Or, you know, hey, this prayer was actually answered. Like, thank y'all for an- for praying for me. And it's just such a connection. So when you're moving into a new community and looking for a church, it's so nice to have that connection because they're wanting to welcome you. And you hit everything, on the nail on the head, explaining all that. It's it's a true connection. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that happens, I, as a preacher's kid, we moved around a lot. And so for us, it was a little different, right? We would, no matter where we moved, we had an instant church family because my yeah. dad was the preacher. But yeah. um but there, there, there is this, um, this isolation kind of uh, feel to mm-hmm. a, a new move, you know, mm-hmm. especially duty station type moves. You know, you're going, and there's just there's some commonality that you have. You know, yeah, you're in the branch of the service, and so there's a lot of things that are are the same. And you go to your job, and you're meeting new people, but you you're doing basically the same job. Yeah. But the rest of the family you know, can get very lonely very quickly, feeling really isolated in, in, in a community of people. And mm-hmm. so that, that can really be, um, softened by, by a church family who will connect you like, like what happened with you and your church family. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're part of a, pe- a group of people that instantly care about you, which is yeah. mind boggling and only God can do stuff like that. But you know, they instantly care about you and you have a, you have a, a go-to resource for prayer, for whatever you may need, for just someone to talk to. And, um, you know, you just can't put a price tag on that. It's, 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 it's really um, the way to make um, a move, you know, really not so, not so difficult. Right. Well, and I'm going to brag on you here for a second, because whenever I came into the youth group, gosh, I don't even know when that like back in 2000. I mean, that was like forever ago. Wow. That's a long time ago. (laughs) I I can't even believe I'm saying that. I don't think I've said that out loud a long time. (laughs) (laughs) But just coming into the youth group and I don't know how long you had been at that church. Doing 1998 is when uh, we started. So it was only a couple of years. And I think it was honestly, it seemed like it was before that because um, the classroom that you came into was the very first classroom we used. And so I hadn't been doing it a very long time before you came around. Right. Well, I, I just remember coming to that church for the first time and already feeling welcome by you, especially and Samantha, you know, it, yeah. the way it, and I do feel like that's a calling on 
you from God to to go into youth ministry. I really truly believe that is a calling. And sure. just the way that y'all were able to connect us together with everybody are in the group. There, there had been people there for years that had been going there, but I was new and it was just, you made it so easy for me to feel comfortable. And, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm so thankful for, for that experience just because, I mean, can you, you remember all the trips like y'all, you and your oh family would take us on? Oh my word. <sighs> yeah. And you know, to, to back up, uh, it's, it was interesting because Casey, I don't know that I, ever uh, thought I'm going to be a youth minister. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think that really ever happened in my mind. I remember when I, when I met Samantha and we got married and we, and we became, and Samantha was raised in that congregation, but mm-hmm. when we went there, it just happened to be some months later that JT, our preacher yeah. um, could not go on this trip. He would take the youth group to various places and he couldn't go that weekend. So he asked me and Samantha to go. Um, and so we went, had a great time. Um, he asked me to do a couple more things. And then he, he told the elders, Hey, he, why don't we make him the youth minister? He, he's a natural for this, you know, whatever. And, and so they asked me and I, it was, it was a blast. I'm like, yeah, sure. I would love to do that. And then all of a sudden, it became blatantly apparent to me that this is something that I needed to really focus on. And I'll tell you, it was an amazing time. I remember the first Sunday morning Bible class we had when I became the youth minister, we had, uh, we had 12 kids in class and yeah. And, um, you know, probably, a year or so after you came to the youth group, we were at 35 kids. Wow. And, I don't remember you know, that. Oh yeah. We, we were one of the fastest growing youth groups in the area. And, and I say this to this day, it really wasn't about Samantha and I, I mean, what we were was we just loved y'all and we facilitated safe environment for y'all to be together and just enjoy life and try to navigate being a teenager and all the things that goes with that. But you guys enjoyed it so much that you invited your friends. Yeah, so, so what you, what you, and here's a, here's a perfect segue. What that did was that created um, a connection, a community connection, you know, in, into your friends that didn't have a church family or right. we're not going to church anymore, whatever it was. And so um, it was, um, it was an incredible blessing for us to do that for, man, I, what was it, twelve or thirteen years? And yeah, um, yeah I, I'm 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 thankful for that time. I, I gained a lot of uh, knowledge in how to deal with crazy kids, <laughs> and uh, had a had a blast. Yeah, had a blast the whole time. We did take a lot of trips. Um, Samantha and I were talking about some of the stories last night, just of all the fun things that we did that, um, you know, being a part of church family allowed us to do. Oh yeah. Like where were we in Arkansas when I got stuck in that newspaper stand? Well, yes, yes. But (laughs) let let me clarify. Yes, we were. Um, we were in Searcy, Arkansas, Oh yeah. but I think it was, you volunteered because some, maybe I dared you didn't think you could get yourself in it. 
you were a tiny little thing. And I said, yeah, you can probably fit in there. And you said, well, let's find out. And I was lucky I didn't have to pay 50 cents to get you back out of there. You know, I don't know, but uh, it was, we had a lot of, we had a lot of trips together, Casey. And, and uh, I'll never forget some of the best parts of that time. I mean, the youth rallies we went to, the trips we took, the amusement parks we went to, it was great. But what I remember more were the trips to get there and the trips home, yes. you know, we had such a great time, you know, just traveling and being together and just, just being in each other's lives. And you, like I said, um, you cannot replace the value of that, of that time in our lives. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, half, half of the battle or not even necessarily the battle, but it's the journey is just as much fun as the experience. For sure. Um, and, and, and that's with building community as well. Because when you're on a journey of trying to find community or trying to find a church family, you're going to gain confidence in, in how to do that again. Mm -hmm. And you're going to you, find, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, sorry. I, one of the, and one of the things that I've thought about a lot since you started this, this podcast um, endeavor ministry, I think it is. Well, thank um, you is uh you know when you move to a new place um you really have an opportunity to kind of remake yourself you know um you know i at, when we moved as as kids i moved like four or five times during my school age years and you know the last time we moved um was um three months after i started my ninth grade year fortunately we stayed in the last place uh till I graduated high school, but I had the opportunity when I got to that new place to decide what version of myself are these people going to see, you yeah. know, and, and, and it, and it does as, as difficult as it, as it is to make those kind of moves. Um, again, from a military perspective, you know, you may be, you may be in South Carolina and then next year you're going to be in Germany, right? Who knows? Right. Um, you get to decide, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a more open person. I'm going to be a more caring person. I'm going to be a more giving person. And that's one of the, to me, it was always one of the cool adventures that I made out of transitioning from one location to another is, is kind of creating that next version of myself, maybe a better version of myself uh, to be a good friend, you know, a good son and a better Christian, you know, and so yeah. those, those are some of the cool opportunities that, that come along with what can be, as we've noted very often, a stressful transition. Right. Well, and I'm glad that you're bringing that up because um, anybody who's moving that may be listening to this uh, episode and just for myself personally, that is, uh, I, I like what you said. You can, you can give a version of yourself to a new set of people and a better version of yourself because you're going to, whether you realize, realize it or not, in your previous duty station or, or, or previous town that you were in, you're going, there's going to be so much personal growth there and you're not going to see it until you, until it's behind you. Yeah. And, um, right. right. And so, and I think that's a good thing to be able to tell your children and even my children as well. Like, Hey, um, the next place that we move, you know, maybe try if this is what you were struggling with 
before, maybe try to be a better friend, be a better mm-hmm. Christian, be a better soccer player, be more devoted to um, studying or, or whatever that might look like. So I think that's yeah. great advice. Well, and, you know, too, I think one of the uh, I, my brothers may have struggled a little bit more than I did on the uh, on the moving and making new friends and all of that. And Are they you just the got, oh, yeah, for sure. OK, OK. The loudest mouth, too. So, you know, <laughs> <clears throat> I never met a stranger. Right. And um, so I, they would be apprehensive to try to make new friends because they're like, we're just going to move again. Right. And military families can definitely connect with that kind of anxiety. But, you know, what what I have found is um, I have connections today. Still from every place I've ever lived. And 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 those are relationships that I value. Um, And um, so instead of looking at it as a well, I'm having to make new friends and then say goodbye to these friends, you know, I'm expanding my base of people that I care about, that, that care about me. And, um, and you do reconnect, you do reconnect yeah. with people. Um, and, and so I just, I encourage people not to, to, um, shy away from it, but embrace it. And, and the reason I say embrace it is because you got no choice <laughs> to be honest, you're, you are moving. <laughs> you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna go to this new place. You're gonna go to Japan next duty station, you know, whatever. Um, like I had to do and, and, you know, you just make the choice. I'm going to, I'm going to be miserable through this situation or I'm going to, uh, I'm going to embrace it and make the best of it. And going back to the subject of today, one of the easiest ways to make that transition smooth and, and comfortable and comforting is to connect with a church family. I think you're, I think you're exactly. Exactly, exactly right. And I knew whenever I messaged you, I was like, this is the episode that I really need right now. So (laughs) I really do appreciate you even coming on here and taking the time to do this. And I do have one final question for you, though. And I love I'm ready. I love to ask a would you rather question. (laughs) Would you rather eat a cake that was made using salt instead of sugar? Or a batch of cookies made with chunks of fish in place of chocolate chips? Oh, we're definitely going with the first one. <laughs> yeah. I, I can do salt. I can do salt. Um, salt. I, I like salt and sweet, but I don't like fish and sweet. I can tell you that right <laughs> now. <laughs> you know what? I think I would really like to accept the challenge of the cookies with the fish. I mean, because... No, I mean maybe not a sardine. I mean, maybe it's kind of crunchy because I like crunchy, ch- like cookies. I, mean, I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you remember, but when at Gulf Coast Bible Camp, when we used to we used to have we had this thing with the kids called Stomach of Steel. Oh and, my word! Um, yes. This this was the first through the fifth grade kids, and and we would mix various ingredients out of the kitchen, and um and you know there was no winning. It was just, you know, surviving the week because each day it would get worse. And at the end of the week, you know, if you handled everything, then we said, you know, you're part of the Stomach of Steel Club. And so I think that second one would put you in the club for sure. I think you're right. And I think I remember eating some of your concoctions and it was (laughs) the worst concoction you could ever imagine. I totally forgot about that, but thank you for bringing me back to that. 
Well, grape jelly and tuna fish are not meant to go together, are they? I mean, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> not I guess in my not. world, anyway. There you go. <laughs> well, I really do appreciate you coming on here today. I know this is going to be a blessing for a lot of people. So um, I really appreciate you being on here today. It's, it's listen, Casey, you're one of my favorite humans. I love you very much. And it's uh, it's been amazing to kind of watch your journey from this kid that was worried about her senior exam um, <laughs> to, to all the things that you've been able to accomplish. You know, Samantha and I are, are super proud of you and just uh, continue to pray for your success and, and for you and your sweet family. Thanks, George. I feel the same way about y'all. So, and I'm sure I'll be seeing you here soon. That would be awesome. All right. Have a good day, buddy. Take care. Y'all, there is so much goodness that came out of that conversation. And honestly, I felt like God put it on my heart to tell you, to tell you that it's okay to be fearful or scared to reach out and begin the process of, of trying to find a church family. I think anything you do for the first time is going to be intimidating, or maybe it's not your first time and you just haven't done it in a while. And, and, and you, I may be talking to someone that hasn't gone to church in a really long time, but they really want to get there. And things are different now. And in churches that, you know, you've known a couple blocks down the road, maybe not be there anymore right now because you are in a different place. And that can be intimidating. But if you are truly looking for community and to help make that move easier to bear, Finding a church family can help you connect spiritually, it can help you connect resourcefully, and it can just really draw you into that new community that you are living in right now. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if you can please do me a favor, if you will leave a review on this podcast or subscribe to it, that really helps me out. I hope you have an amazing week. you so much for being here today help me gather the scattered and let's meet back here on monday bye for now